We want to take one minute now just to welcome our online guests. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to West Houston Christian Center. Give them a big hand clap. We are really honored and excited that you're taking the time to join with us. God has a powerful word for you. So grab your Bible, grab your notebook. Um, you're welcome to give online if you like. Send us notes, prayer requests, and uh, praise reports. We'd love to hear from you. Let's stand up and welcome our pastor, Jack Pigeon Sr. He has a very, very powerful word that is just for us today. Give him a big hand clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did I turn it on? Am I on? Hallelujah. Father, we praise you and we just thank you for this awesome time, Lord, that we have to open the word of God, the living word, the true word, and to receive it, Father, as medicine to our soul. We praise you. We just thank you for it today. And I say I have ears to hear and eyes to see. I have a heart that's receptive to the things of God. And for that, I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Uh, today has been declared a day by Brother Franklin Graham of praying over our president. How many know the Bible says that we are to pray for all in authority that life may go good with us? How many want life to go good with us? So we're going to pray. We're going to come together as lovers and haters of Donald Trump. Okay? That's the one thing that haters and lovers of Donald Trump, that's one thing we can do is that we can pray for him. Amen. Amen. These are critical times, and I, I just believe that it's it's powerful that we would just lift up our president, stand to your feet with me, hater or lover. There's no in between. Amen. Amen. And we can pray. We can pray. And the Bible says we are to pray for those in authority over us because they have authority over us to do good. And so we all want good. Amen. So, Father, in the name that's above every name, Lord, we just take this time to pray for the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Lord, I don't have to agree with him and everything, but I got to pray for him. And so, Father, we lift him up to you. Father, we just pray a hedge of protection around about him. Father, we say that he's the head and not the tail. He's above and not beneath, Lord. And so, Father, your angels encamp around about him and watch over him and keep him safe. Father, we thank you that as he seeks your face, Father, you said that you would direct his steps. So, Father, we pray peace. We pray, Father, that when he seeks your face, that right decisions come. Guide, guard, and direct his every step, Father, we pray today. But, Father, we just lift him up today to you as your son. Uh, Lord, that you watch over him and keep him safe, he and his family. We pray for the vice president. We pray for senators and representatives and congresspeople. Oh, God, they're all in authority. So, Father, we pray and lift them up today, and we do it in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles, if you want, to John 3.16. Amen. Probably one of the best known scriptures uh, known to mankind. 
Uh, I appreciate the last song we sang and then you're going to, that, that Brother Steve sang. Uh, you're going to see how the Lord has orchestrated this today. He has something very tangible and real that he wants to speak to every, to every one of us. John chapter 3 starts off with the most religious man at the time, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a ruling elder and uh, he had heard Jesus and he had seen the miracles that Jesus had performed. And he came to Jesus by night. Religion doesn't like the light. Religion likes darkness so they can hide themselves in it. So it says he came to Jesus by night and he said, there's something different about you, the way you teach and the miracles that you do. Jesus said, Nicodemus, you got to come out from where you are and you must be born again. Well, now here's Mr. Religion that's all based on what he can see, touch, feel, smell, and all that. And so Jesus says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. The only place for Nicodemus to go in his thinking is, I must go back in my mother's womb then. Kind of dumb, isn't it? But that's what religion is. That's what religion thinks. He is, he's a natural man talking to a spirit man and spirit man's talking spirit to a natural man and the natural man cannot understand it. And Jesus sees that. And he says, Nicodemus, you must be born again or you cannot see the things of the kingdom. How many know that you must have spiritual eyes to see the workings of God? Amen. See, God's hidden by me. God is working all around you every day and you can't see it. Right. Only the spirit man can see what God is doing. He said, Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Nicodemus, you must be born again so that you now not only can see the things of the kingdom, but that you might enter into the things of the kingdom. Amen. And then he goes on to talk to him about, you understand that wind blows, but you don't know where it comes from. I tell you about natural things and you don't understand them. How then can you understand spiritual things? And then we get to chapter three, we get to verse uh, uh, 15 really is good. And whosoever believeth, in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Our whole Christianity is based on verse 15 and verse 16. Amen. Golly, our songs this morning about the love of God. In 316, for God so loved, let's stop right there. God love. Amen. Not human love. Not love mother for a daughter, father for a son. Not love for family. Not love for country. For God so loved. So God revealed his love. Now it's hard to wrap our brains around it because it's God's love and it's not our love. I just was writing down if you love someone, these are just some attributes from our level. If you love someone, you want to be with them. 
Amen. If you, if you really love someone, you want to be with them. I remember when I was dating my beautiful wife, Mary Jean, 53 years ago, we had gone, I had gone with my parents to Fort Worth and I had met Mary Jean and I was miserable. And my mother said something to me. She said, what's wrong? I said, I want to go home. I want to go back to Houston. <laughs> I had met this lady and I wanted to be with her. I want nothing but the best. Number two, you love someone. You want nothing but the best for that person. Amen. Number three, you want to provide for them. Number four, you want to protect them. And number five, you want to pray for them and over them. Amen. But see, that's still, that's way short of the love of God. <laughs> God is all of these things, but the agape kind of love. Let me just read you some, some attributes. God's love is selfless. It's sacrificial. I love this. It's unconditional. Everybody say unconditional. unconditional. That means your condition does not affect the love of God. Amen. What you have done what you have said, whom you have hurt, whom you have destroyed, it makes no difference to God. In other words, you can't do anything to stop God from loving you. Amen. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Everybody say nada. Unconditional love. Immeasurable. We can't put a ruler on God's love. Incomparable. Nothing can compare to the love of God. I spoke to some people that were, had a Bible that they said was comparable to the Bible. And I had to tell them, nothing is comparable to the Word of God. Are you understanding that? So, everything that has happened to us, everything that we are today is because of the great love of God that He has for mankind. For God so loved, is everybody understanding that? For God so loved the world. The world then... And the world now. Amen. He wasn't just speaking of the world at that time. For God so loved the world. And he saw all the stuff that's happening in the world. The wars, the rumors, the, the conflicts that are going on. The mass murders that are going on. Uh, this young Malaya young girl that was murdered. God saw all of that and he loved the world. And when he loved the world, he wanted to help the world survive in the world. He loved the world so much that he didn't want the world to go through what we're going through. Amen. For God so loved the world, all the pain, all the agony, those that would curse him, those, those at the cross that, that would spit on him and, and humiliate him and mock him and slap him and spit in his face. 
He loved them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, everybody say whosoever. Whosoever. Now let's back up to the world for a second. If he looked at the world and he saw everything that was going on in the world, he may have changed his name, changed his mind. But he was looking for whomsoever. 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 For, for, sent Jesus, his only begotten son, that whomsoever would believe, confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Let's back up to whosoever would believe. What is belief? Well, I believe in Jesus. Have you ever heard someone say that? They found out you're a Christian. I believe. I believe. Here's what belief means. Faith and confidence that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Number two, a surrender of self to Jesus. If we say we believe, we have a faith and a confidence that Jesus is the Son of God. And we also believe and surrender our life to His Word. Number three, trust and assurance that Jesus is willing and able to save me to eternity in heaven. Now, a lot of people say, I believe in Jesus, but they fulfill none of these, none of these things. Amen? Amen? So, by online or by here today, when you say, I believe in Jesus, do you feel all three criteria? You truly believe that he is the son of God. You've surrendered your life to him and to his word. And you have full assurance that you know you're going to spend eternity with Christ. I'm a lot closer to heaven than a lot of you. And I'm looking forward to it. In my life, there was a time of death. I'd rather go there and have past death. Matter of fact, I've asked God to be like Enoch. And this is my request to God. God, I'm going to be on the golf course. I'm going to hit a shot and I'm going to take a step and be with you. That's my request. So when you hear, well, that's what Pastor Jack said. Mary Jean said it's not going to happen that way. And so I've told her if she'd like to caddy for me, then she'd be right there when I go. She doesn't want it to happen anytime soon. But, but I, I, just, I just pray that we're all getting to that place that we know that we're going to spend eternity with God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Golly, just we're going to, every second, every breath that we take, we're going to be in the presence of God for eternity. Why is that, Pastor? Because I believe. Because I believe. I have a faith and a confidence that He is the Son of God. And I've surrendered my life to Him. 
then I know that Jesus is willing and able to keep me until that time. Hallelujah. I don't just think that I'm saved. I don't just think that I'm going to heaven. I know. I have an assurance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth would not perish. To perish means to have a rejection of the grace and mercy and forgiveness of God. There are going to be people that are perishing. They're perishing now because they have rejected God. They've rejected his love, his grace, his mercy, and his unforgiveness. And their unforgiveness, I believe, is the cancer of their perishing. For the Bible says that if we forgive not the sins of others, our heavenly Father cannot forgive us of our sin. Wow. Am I still a believer if I have unforgiveness towards someone? Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm going to heaven. Are you? And you hate, you can't forgive someone? You know, Matthew 7 14 says, Wide is the way that leads to death and narrow is the way that leads to life and few find it. Now, I know there are extremes to this believing. We were in a fellowship at one time that it was, it was said on a Sunday morning that if on your way home you got into an argument with your wife and you cursed her, then you were going to hell. If you died in a car wreck right then, you would be going to hell. That's one extreme. <laughs> Amen. The grace of God is much, is much greater than our judge. For God so loved the world that if we really are a believer, we want to spend time with him. Right. Now, I know there are people saying, oh, I, I, I spend time with God all the time. He's talking about his family. For God loves the church. Does everybody understand that? God loves the church. Now, the church is not the physical building. The church are believers. I want to be around. I like to be around. I enjoy being around believers. I like their talk. I like their walk. I like the words that they speak. I love being around Christian people. And you can find that real quick if you're around a Christian or a non-Christian. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish. Would not perish. Deny the love of God, 
the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the forgiveness of God. Because see, in forgiveness, some of us have to ha have had to have God's grace in order to forgive. Amen. We couldn't do it on ourselves. Come on now. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to help us in that. I cried out to him and I said, I can't do it on myself. I don't want to. But I know that I need to. Help me. Holy Spirit, to forgive. Amen. Let's bow our heads right now just for a second. I just feel like someone needs to do that this morning. Holy Spirit, help us this morning. Lord, do what only you can do. You know my heart. You know that person or that whatever that is that, that I, I hold I have unforgiveness towards. Flood me right now with that love of God. Help me to forgive. And Lord, I believe by faith I receive it. And I give you praise and glory for it now in Jesus' name. Just say, I forgive you. Say, I forgive you. Say, I forgive you. Say, I forgive you. Look at me. When Peter and the disciples had gone fishing after Jesus had been raised from the dead, they looked on the shore and they saw a man, did not know that it was Jesus. And they had been fishing all night and Jesus said, have you caught any fish? And they said, well, no, he really said, do you have anything to eat? <laughs> And they said, no. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. They did so. They caught 153 large fish. Peter jumped out of the boat and went to be with Jesus when they realized it was Jesus. I had you ask for forgiveness three times because Jesus asked Peter three things. Do you love me? Agape. Do you love me, Peter, with God's Love. Peter said, you know that I do, Lord. Peter, do you phileo me? Do you love me as a friend, as a, as a, as a uh, close acquaintance? Yes, Lord. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Agape, the God kind of love. Amen. Yes, I do. There's something about the three times. We've come to this place where we're going to receive communion. Believers receive communion. A perishing person does not understand communion. To him, it's just something that church folk do every once in a while. Believers receive communion because we believe with all of our heart Jesus is the Son of God. And we believe that we've surrendered our life to his will. And we stayed affirmly and we know that God is able and willing to save me for eternity. That's how we receive communion. Well, Pastor, what, what, what about my past life? You have no past life. <laughs> when you ask God to forgive you, you have no past life. 
When you admit your sin or what you did or what you said, when you ask God to forgive you, he forgave you. And we take communion with full assurance that God loves me. Amen. Amen. Ms. Karen, if you would come, ushers, if you would prepare yourself. Hallelujah. The love of God surpasses all understanding. You can't figure it out. You can't work it out. It's just, have, and, and, and we're said to have the God kind of faith, which also have the God kind of love. Thank you, Lord. If you're with us this morning, this is open communion. You don't have to be a member of West Houston Christian Center. You just have to be a believer. You just have to believe that God loves you right where you are. He died so that you would have life and have life more abundantly. He died so that you'd have a good life in the earth. As a Christian, as a believer, this is as close to hell as you'll ever get. But for those that are perishing, this is as close to heaven that they'll ever get. Thank you, ma'am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God says, I'm wiping your clay clean. Slate. Wow. I'm wiping your slate clean. But Lord, no buts. I'm wiping your slate clean. The love of God is more powerful than the addiction or the vice or the sin that's trying to overtake you. God is greater than drugs. God is greater than alcohol. God is greater than sexual perversion. The love of God towards us defeats anything that he did not intend for man to live with. Hallelujah. You know, I was born with a lot of stuff, but I didn't yield to a lot of stuff. Amen? We're all born that way. We're all born in sin and iniquity. We're all born into junk. And we either, we either, we either 
control it or it controls us. If we give in to it, then it controls us. If we don't give in to it, then it does not control us. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask this section, if everybody would stand, if you over here to my right, if you would make a single line and come and receive the emblems and then return to your seat. And then uh, once everybody is received, then uh, we'll take together. Everybody is welcome. Amen.